Fellas, let me tell you something. I have never experienced such difficulty in my life until I had to release the ninth episode of this podcast. Okay, so I was supposed to have an episode out yesterday, even though it was Christmas, which, by the way, Merry Christmas. Hope you all had a wonderful holiday or a wonderful Hanukkah or a wonderful Yule Day or a wonderful, the one Zoroastrian holiday that they celebrate at this time uh and today i hope you are all having a wonderful boxing day for those that celebrate boxing day now if you are wondering what boxing day is um it does not involve any boxing but sadly it does involve british people for the purposes of legality that is a joke but I don't have to worry about it because British people don't listen to my podcast. Anyways, yeah, that's right. I see the graph, the little the little global graph that shows where all my listeners are. There is nobody in the UK. Come on, man. Unbelievable. Well, it's because I say shit like this and then they don't want to listen to it. Anyways, um, I was supposed to have this episode out yesterday, even though it was Christmas. Because you know me, the grind never stops. But when I went to record, it was the night of Christmas. Everyone, the hype from opening gifts had settled down. I had just been given a brand new speaker system uh, for my room that is absolutely amazing and is Bluetooth and you can be heard throughout the whole house. Uh, so if I want to play music, uh, I will do it at the cost of, you know, angering my parents, but it's fine. Um, and I also got a little studio kit, a Scarlet Studio kit, uh, which came with a microphone and a studio interface, which basically is a, th a little box that you put wherever, and it hooks up to your computer, and you hook up uh, your microphones to it, your audio inputs to it, your speakers to it, and you can control all of the inputs and outputs and the volume and the gain through that studio interface. It's like this, it's a mini studio, right? So basically, I have everything that I need to produce music. Minus MIDI cables, which MIDI cables are cables that you hook up to a digital piano, like a like a keyboard, and you plug it into your computer, and then you play on the keyboard, and then it plays on the computer, and then you can put music through the computer. That is always how I've wanted to make my intro, because then it would actually be correct, and it would be right. Uh, the thing is, though, uh, I, I don't have MIDI cables, so um, I instead had to manually make my intro uh, using a piano on, on a computer keyboard, which is a horrible experience. Um, the reason why I'm talking about being so, uh, this episode, releasing this episode being so frustrating is because after Christmas or Christmas night, hype was down. I was going to sit down, record my podcast. I was ready to go publish an episode. It goes going to be like, I was not going to leave y'all hanging for another week because your boy needs to deliver. Anyways, I sat down to record nearly 40 minutes, which, you know, might have been a good thing that it didn't get published. Um, and when I go to export the file, nothing happened. Like, I hit the export button, and and it just... And it just, it, it just didn't work. So um, I wasted nearly 50 minutes of my life, because 10 minutes of that was obviously before and after, just cleaning up everything. Uh, nearly 50 minutes of my life trying to talk and be mildly entertaining, uh, all for it to just end up, uh, all for it for just nothing to happen. So that was absolutely amazing. Now, uh, the interface, the, the little website that I use, I use like a little, uh, the music making, really streamlined, uh, really streamlined music making website, uh, called Soundtrap, which is Spotify's 
music making website and it streamlines everything so that you can you know easily uh, make a song or whatever and easily publish it through Spotify but what I do is I just record the podcast and I export it and then I put it into my my uh, RSS feed my publishing website which then distributes it out to all the other podcast networks podcast networks such as <clears throat> Spotify, Amazon Music, Samsung Podcast, Podcast Index, Listen Notes, RSS Community, Google Podcast, Pandora, and the iHeart Radio. Radio. So, you know, if you thought you could only catch a bull on Spotify, guess again. Um, but yeah, it, it did an export, and I think I might know the reason for this. So, Soundtrap, in order to gain all the features, um, it is a paid subscription and I didn't want to pay for any more subscriptions so what I did um, instead of constantly making your recordings and uh, and eventually hitting the cap limit of how much you could make I used the same recording and I would just delete the talking part and then re-record it and then export that same file again so the new recording was there and then I'd publish that uh, also partially because um, the intro for that episode was the only time I could actually do the intro correctly, like I could make the intro correctly, because I was using the stupid keyboard computer, and it would never work, and like, it always sounded like garbage, or it was always offbeat, or always this or that. Now, am I saying that the intro, when I made it for this, like that file, was perfect? Absolutely not. Like, it's like half a beat off, and it's, it's horrible, and it drives me nuts. Um... But I didn't want to remake it. That was the closest I could get to, you know, for it to actually sound like how I wanted it to sound. So I didn't never wanted to remake it. So I would just use the same episode and I would just delete the original recording and then re-record it. Um, so that was awesome. Uh, but I guess doing that eight times kind of messes up the file. So I couldn't export it anymore. And then instead of recording a new episode that day, like, after I figured out, I, I you know, it didn't work, I, instead of recording a new one, uh, I was already so gassed from talking, and I'm like, you know what, I'm just gonna give this some time. It's fine. And then come today, I'm ready to record, I realize that I have to remake that stupid intro, so, instead of making it on the keyboard, like the digital, the computer keyboard, I just, like took the microphone and just put it above my piano speaker and then played it <laughs> oh god i'm still a little stuffy it's wonderful uh and just played it um obviously that did not turn out well but you know what i i don't care uh until like the midi cables that's how it's gonna be um and so then i recorded that intro and i recorded like 20 minutes of the episode and then my stepdad started vacuuming. And originally, I was like, it was on the opposite end of the house. He's cleaning the floors today, you know, being a great, being a great guy, stand up, real stand up man. Um, and I could deal with the vacuuming because I'm like, you know, what? it's fine. I'm not going to be like, can you stop vacuuming? I need to make my podcast that I don't get paid for. I'm not going to pay any bills. Um, so uh, I was fine with it until the vacuuming started to get closer and it went right outside my door and I was like okay this might be a problem so I paused and then I listened back to what I had recorded so far and you could hear the vacuum the entire time so I'm like you know what I'm, I'm taking a break I'm done 
And so now, here we are, at 5.30 in the afternoon, on a Monday, instead of a Sunday, and it's really been a wonderful, great time. But, we are here now, I am here, speaking into a brand new microphone, which, uh, not only is it not as sensitive as a Blue Yeti mic, uh, where you can, you know, constantly hear my wet mouth, uh, and also, I couldn't speak loud because it would peak, uh, it is also, drumroll, oh, yeah, that's right, you can't hear that, because it's not on the desk, it's on a mic stand, and you now can't hear every single time I touch my desk, because on the last microphone, which was sitting on my desk, anytime I would touch the desk, it would pick it up, and it'd be like, and be super sensitive, and it was horrible, but now, I have a mini boom mic stand, oh, well, well, you can hear it when uh, I I touch the boom mic stand. Oh God, I just messed it. I just messed it all up. Nope. How do you tighten it? There we go. Okay, we're good. Um, yeah, it's I now have a new mic and, it, and it's great. Uh, and now I can actually speak with some level of excitement and kind of loud because it won't peak, um, unless I turn up the gain and then it'll be very sensitive. Okay, we're down now. Um. Not only did I get uh, a new microphone, oh god, turn that down, that was sensitive. Uh, I hate hearing my own voice. Fun fact, I don't listen to these podcasts after I record them because I'm so scared I'm going to nitpick myself into an insecure mental breakdown that I just record it and then I just send it off without listening to it. I never listen to these after. I'm sure that's going to go very well for me in the future. Um, Not only did I get the new mic, uh, what was that? I thought I heard a little gremlin in my room. Probably my sister. Um, not only did I get a new mic, we also rearranged my entire room around my computer and my little mini studio setup. So now, instead of having my bed in the middle of the room and two little spaces on opposite ends of the bed, I now have the bed up against the wall and this big space in the middle where I can do this. I can just, I'm taking my headset off so I'm not sure how it sounds. Oh, excuse me, my bad, I just ate. God damn. I can just roll over here on my little rolly chair, and I can just like, you know, fucking, I can, I can just. It's great. I'm not sure how it was though. Here, I gotta roll back. Okay. I've. Nope, oh, my, my headset has flipped inside out. I have returned. And now I can just do that. And uh, it won't absolutely peak the mic into oblivion. So it is, uh, it's, it's very, it's very cool. It's very awesome. Having a great time. Um, but now I'm here recording this episode. Um, and there is something I wanted to talk about. Um, actually, no. Before that, along with rearranging my room, uh, I was a little concerned though. Because now my bed is up against a wall. Now, normally, that would not be a problem. Sadly, I'm not normal. <laughs> that was dumb. That was stupid. <laughs> that was really stupid. I mean that in the sense that uh, I'm a very violent sleeper. I don't know if y'all know this. At least, I really hope you don't know this. Otherwise, I would be very concerned. Uh, I'm a very violent sleeper, which I'm sure people can relate. Violent sleepers thrash, and they hit stuff and they never wake up the same way they went to sleep, right? 
We all know how that is, right? Even though on varying degrees, uh, varying degree of um, of violence, right? Uh, I am very high up on the scale. I fight my demons in my sleep, apparently. Uh, now, I would, I would have never known this had it not been for my grandma, who, who had been beat by me in my sleep on various occasions. Uh, this was because, up until the age of 12, I could not sleep by myself. I don't know what it was. Either I was afraid of the dark, or I was afraid of my own thoughts and being alone with them, or I just needed another body there in the bed. I could not sleep for the life of me. And was that probably partly due to the fact that my mom always put me on the bed with her as a baby and up into a toddler, and then it just kind of spiraled into, you know, me being 12 years old? Mm, Probably, but I'm not blaming her no i would never uh uh anyways uh so my mom would sleep in the bed with me and then when she wasn't able to my grandma would be the one to do it uh and that's how i found out how i was a violent sleeper because i would constantly beat them in my sleep and it eventually got to a point where uh i would wake up and they would not be in the bed with me because they went back to their own bed uh in fact i almost broke my grandma's mouth once in my sleep we were sleeping opposite to each other that's dumb that's a stupid way to say it we were sleeping flipped from one another so my feet was where her head was her head was where my feet were whatever 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 i don't know why we were sleeping like that i don't know why we didn't just like sleep normally like normal people you know like normal normal people do with uh their grandchildren because they're wusses um and i was being myself, you know, fighting my demons in my sleep, apparently, and I was thrashing a lot, and she could just kind of see the blanket, like, jumping up and down, so she leaned forward to see what was up, and at that time, my leg, I kicked my leg at, like, Mach 2, and it clobbered her right across the jaw, and, um, I'm surprised, uh, her crying in pain did not wake me up, but when I did wake up, she was not in the bed with me. You know, she, she says... She said that at that morning that she wasn't mad at me. I she she definitely was mad at me, probably. Um, but I only bring this up because now I am sleeping next to a wall, and now I don't know what's gonna happen. And I feel like eventually, in my fight against the demons, uh, I am probably either going to hurt myself or hurt the wall. Uh, which my parents will be probably very mad about the latter i don't think they i I think they i'll be fine but the wall won't if i hurt myself with the wall that'll cost less than me hurting the wall so um this is me saying in preparation for that uh i did not do it on purpose the hole in the wall was not of my own volition and was not intentional I just, I, I'm just, a, I'm just a really violent sleeper. Um, and along with that, I gotta say something. Okay, there is this thing, there is this common misconception that when you sleep, hugging a pillow, you are 
touch deprived or whatever. All right, listen. Okay, I sleep with a pillow, hugging a pillow with my legs, and also hugging a pillow. Sometimes I hug a pillow. I don't even hug the pillow. I have the pillow behind me, up against my back, and then I sleep very well and I sleep very comfortably. Sometimes, okay. I will sleep with a blanket, but not because I'm cold, but because I like the feeling of being enveloped. And I know I'm not the only one. Don't sit here and listen to me ranting and act like you are innocent of that, alright? Listen, there's a lot of people that sleep like that, alright? Does that mean we're touch deprived? No! That, that just... That, it just means that they can't sleep without something like... Some, some, something like warm and, and physical, they're interacting with the... Okay, maybe we are touch deprived. Just a little bit. But I'm not touch deprived! I touch a lot of people! Okay, pause. Sorry, that came out wrong. Anyways, uh, recently, I say recently, I mean like four hours ago, I just got home. Uh, I went to Ross to get my grandma, or my mom took me to Ross, uh, to get my grandma a last minute birthday present because her parents were very silly and decided to make her, uh, what, hold up, I'm counting in my head. December minus eight, that's four, January, February, March, decided to make her in April. And so now her birthday falls literally two days after Christmas. Now, why is this inconvenient? Well, because when your birthday falls on after the biggest expense of the year, do you think people are going to get you good gifts? Like, that's like being asked to move furniture after you just ran a 5K. I'm like, I'm not doing any more work. My muscles are done. What do you mean you want me to lift a couch? Like, no, I'm not doing, that was a dumb analogy. Anyways, the biggest expense of the year and then your birthday comes two days after. Do you really think you're gonna get gifts? Right? The fact that you expect people to get you gifts is horrible. It's hor- it's my grandma, we're getting her gifts. Anyways, we went to Ross, uh, to get her gifts. Um, now, does that sound, uh, very cheap? No, it's Ross, we love Ross. Now, for those of you who don't know what Ross is, uh, Ross is like, it's like a thrift store, but not a thrift store. And I know that makes perfect sense. Ross is like a clothing store, is a clothing store where they get the clothes that weren't uh, able to be sold by name brands in the first wave of selling, right? So they, the name brands then sell whatever they couldn't sell to stores like Ross. And so that's why you can get name brand uh, flannels that are originally $80 for like 20 bucks. Um, so that's pretty awesome. Um, and not only that, but next to the Ross uh, here in, in my hometown, in my hometown, God, I've never said that word actually ever in my life. Um, Next to the Ross are Home Goods, are Home Goods and a TJ Maxx, which are also like kind of like second wave stores where they get all the all the, all the other stuff that wasn't able to be sold in the first first place. Um, and so that for us, despite us being Mexican, instead of us revering the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, our Holy Trinity Trinity is Ross, Home Goods, and TJ Maxx. If you're going to one store, you're going to the other two. And that has resulted in many hours long shopping trips where I was like, yeah, mom, I'll get down, I'll get down from the car with you. We'll just go to one store. And two stores later, five hours later, I'm like, please God, end my suffering. It's horrible. Until they're getting stuff for me, then I complain a little less. But we were there at Ross getting her some, I don't know, clothes for, for her birthday. Um, and my sister had spilled, uh, 
a bit of a drink. A bit of a drink. She spilled like half her water in one of the aisles. Uh, and it seemed because it was awesome. And uh, of course, since it is a retail store, there aren't really like paper towel dispensaries, uh, you know, just handy. So I had to then go to the back of the store where the bathroom was and get paper towels. Now, in public, I always wear a smile on my face because it's like, why would you be cold and lifeless in public? Like, just be friendly. Just smile. Why are you being Why are you being a dick? Like, just just be nice to people. Show the dimples off, you know? Because then you make people around you happier, and then it's just a better time. So I always smile in public. But then, uh, when people don't smile back, I get, like, unreasonably angry. And I'm like, what the fuck? Um, when I was rushing to the bathroom, back of the bathroom, uh, rushing to the bathroom, something I had to take a massive shit. Uh, when I was rushing to the bathroom to get paper towels... Uh, there was this one lady, like seven feet to my left, and uh, I was we were, she was walking perpendicular to me. Right? So we could have intersected um, if it had not been for the fact that you know there was like seven feet of distance. So at the pace that I was walking and the pace that she was walking, I would have never run into her. But like she stumbled a bit, like she was shocked to see me walking that fast, and I smiled at her. I'm like, oh sorry, or sorry about that, whatever. And I took a berth around her. So instead of seven feet between us. It was now nine feet, nowhere even close to her. And so she stumbles and she looked at me like I just ripped the nastiest fart. By that, I mean with disgust. And she muttered something under her breath. Now, I only say something because it was in a language I cannot understand. Uh, probably something South Asian. And it was probably something very mean. I don't think she was calling me handsome. So it's it was that it was said in that exclamatory way where you can kind of tell that they're probably cussing you out. Um, so that was nice. She did not smile back. Um, I don't know, for some reason, the energy in that Ross after Christmas was just not it. It just wasn't a good time. It, I don't know. It was like people were smiling a little less. It's like I couldn't tell if they were tired from having to do Christmas shopping and then now they had to do more shopping after Christmas. I mean, I can't even think of any other reasons uh, people would be at Ross after Christmas. Actually, no, I can't think of a reason. If they know somebody who has a birthday that falls after Christmas and they're not going to go spend something, spend a lot of money on their gift, birthday gift, so then they go to Ross. Um, but yeah, it was it was a bit abysmal. But no, we cleaned up the spill. Uh, we came back. We go check out the stuff. And at that time, uh, two girls walked into the store, two girls around my age. This brings me into something else I wanted to talk about. For some reason, we live in such an over, I don't want to say over-sexualized, because this has been a topic that has been beat to death in other forms of media and consecration all the time. We're all aware of it. We all know it. Everyone's a horny bitch, and we need to chill the fuck out. Um, no, I don't, I'm not talking about that. We live in such an over-romanticized world where if a boy attracted to girls talks to a girl, the general consensus is that he is either A, trying to get the number, B, trying to get a date, or C, trying to get the the cococha, right? And it's like, technically, those it's dumb saying it like that, because all three would eventually lend up, lend up, all three would eventually end up at C, you know what I mean? So it's like, giving those options is kind of stupid. But... 
I'm not sure if this is how it was before, and I'm not sure if this is, like, a product of today's age, but dudes just, like, sometimes people just can't be friendly with the sex that they're attracted to. Like, it always has to be for something, right? It always has to be a goal. Everything is said with riz unless proven otherwise. Now, am I guilty of this? We don't have to talk about that, but what I am saying is everyone has a goal when they're talking to uh, the, uh, the sex that they're attracted to, and, like, the general consensus is that nobody's friendly, right? They're trying to get somewhere with them, and so that's why, like, I have I have a lot of friends uh, across both sexes, um, and, like, I'm, I don't have any intention of dating anyone. I don't have any intention of being romantically involved with anyone, so then I'll be friendly with people, and I express, like, my friendship and my connection with someone through physical touch, which is then why it's uh, harder to maintain those friendships with other people and have them be seen as friendships to other people, because then when somebody sees you hugging a girl, they're like, oh my god, oh my, oh my, oh my, world star, like, some stupid shit like that, and so that's why I, it's just really difficult, because I think this isn't a product of today's age, because it's been like that for centuries, right, dudes have always been trying to riz up the lady to, to obtain the marriage, to obtain the bond, to obtain the air, right? To to get actually to get beneath the knickers and to then pass on their blood their their bloodline, right? Or, or to obtain their status. And like nobody had girl best friends back then, right? It was all a goal. It was all for something. And so uh I have an example of this. Uh it was the week after break. Um it uh for some reason I just been feeling really lonely. Like I was feeling really needy. I don't know why. It was it was a hard to describe emotion, and I chunked it down to, I just need to talk to people. But then I looked more specifically into it, and I thought, man, I just need to flirt with people. Now, what I was thinking was that I hadn't been to school in like ages, so I hadn't seen anybody my age around my age, and I just felt like I was ready to get back in the game. Now. I wasn't gonna, I don't say get back into the game, like, dating-wise, get back into the dating scene, but just flirt, but that would be a bad way to describe it, because flirting is a very extreme connotation, and, but people use it very lightly, right, it's like, sometimes you're not flirting, you're just giving a compliment, right, sometimes you're not being smooth, you're just being nice, you're just being friendly, and, um, <clears throat> so any compliment like me, as me, as a straight dude surrounded by, with uh, a lot of friends uh, who are straighter by, uh, the general consensus is when I'm talking to a girl, I am raising her up, and when I compliment her, that's a, I'm raising her up and being like, damn girl, you got some, you you would get compliments on your eyes a lot, because they're pretty, and then they're like, oh, I know, and then I cry, um, but the reason why it is like uh, kind of associated with flirting is because it doesn't happen often because people don't have the confidence to give compliments anymore like they really don't like it's a lot less common people always chalk it up to trying to get the number right and then people aren't confident enough to get the number people aren't confident enough uh to if they did like a girl be like hey i like you whatever but and they t 
tie giving a compliment to that girl as admitting that they like them, right? And it's like, no, you just have to be confident to give a compliment. You're not doing anything. I think people just see it in the wrong light. Um, after this week-long break, I was back at school. I was ready, um, ready to flirt. And then I quote-unquote flirted. And then I realized, oh, it's not that I really wanted to flirt or anything. It's that I just really wanted to talk to people and be nice to people. Because when you give compliments, you get boosts of serotonin. And then you boost that person's serotonin. You know, if they don't think you're being weird. Um... And you make everybody else around you happy. And it's just being nice is positive. And it brings positive change to the world around you. And it's like, oh, it's not that I really wanted to get back at flirting. It's just that I wanted to be nice again. And it's just really nice giving compliments. It feels good. Y'all should try it more. Y'all should try it. I want you to go out there, come back come back from winter break to the people that you know are on winter break listening to this. Or I want you to go out there after listening to this and just give a compliment. To a person that you don't know well that much. Know well that much. To a person that you don't know well that much. Like, just just, just say something nice about them. It's that easy. But along with that, having the confidence to be able to compliment people that you don't really know well also makes you... uh, You are given a, a much higher image in the eyes of your peers who do not have that confidence... Like, literally, saying hi to a girl and having them say hi back is absolutely insane to some people. Like, I was walking back with some of my friends. Uh, it was a fourth period. We recently had a, fi- we had a fire drill, so we all went into the field. We all went up in our lines, whatever. And then after the fire drill was over, we all walked back to our classes. And I saw walking parallel to us. It was me and a couple of my friends in that class. Uh, parallel to us was a girl, a senior, who I had worked with freshman year. Me and my freshman year, who I had worked with uh, through theater. Absolute talent, powerhouse, amazing, going to AMDA, uh, America's... Uh, music and dance academy up in new york um absolutely gorgeous talented amazing person right and i saw them walking to us and i felt that little jitter right it was like i the the quote-unquote the riz jitter but no it's just the saying hi to people and interacting with people jitter and so i turned back to my friends and we're all talking i don't know i think the the, the conversation was girls because some of my friends are they're down bad like it's bad like if a girl smiles at them it's like they it's imprinted into their memory and they're like bro she wants me like no they're just they they just think you look funny um so i turn to my friends and i'm like hey watch this and i turn to her we'll call her amanda and literally all i went i did was hey amanda like i just said hi and she and she looked back and she smiled. She's like, "Oh my God, hi Ed." She 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 likes me. Uh, I was her quote unquote favorite freshman uh, from last year, um, and so she's always seen me in a very positive light. And so she says hi back, and then my group of friends are like, "Oh my God, whoa, no way!" And they're all laughing. I'm like, "Dude, she just said hi." <laughs> like, <laughs> please. They're just we just exchanged greetings, and then like uh, a couple minutes later, when we were back sitting in front of her classroom, uh, waiting to go in, uh, another girl that I knew walked by, and I was like, "Hey Nicole," or something. I I just said hi. I was like, "Hey Nicole," and then she's like, "Oh hi Ed." And then once again, they were like, no way, oh my god, that's insane. Like, guys, they're just they're just saying hi. Like, it's fine. 
So it is nice having that confidence. Now, will that confidence come in handy when you're actually actively trying to flirt with a goal? Yeah, of course it will. And um, that's why it's important to at least set that baseline. You have to start with compliments where you're not trying to get anywhere first. So then you can work on spreading, building that confidence and also spreading just that positivity in general. And then you can use that for grander and more nefarious purposes. Um, but also, you always have to make sure that it's like, you can give a compliment to somebody, but like if you're trying to use it to get somewhere with them, you can kind of see if there's possibly an opening. Um, I have a family friend, uh, we'll call him uh, Pablo, because uh, Pablo is uh, a straight-up gangster, and I don't know what friends and or enemies he has, so I'm not going to be using his real name, but he's this big Mexican dude, tatted up, went to jail, that man learned how to cook in jail, bro, his pozole is on parole, but that shit is bussin', it's fucking awesome, bro, listen, get yourself a man who went to jail, okay, no, get yourself a man who learned a skill in jail, because the chances are that shit is insane, Skills that do not involve sex, because I'm not sure how that's going to turn out. Anyways, he told me, uh, he came over for uh, Christmas, well, I was going to say Winter Eve, Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm, I'm slowly, I'm loose letting gas out of the tank there. Um, he came over Christmas Eve, brought a big pot of pozole, it was awesome, it was great. My grandma was so excited because she had been waiting all year to uh, eat pozole. Not from an inmate, but you know what, it is how it is, it was awesome. Um... And so we're sitting at the table, and he he is very wise. There's always that dude. Listen, people who have been in jail gain a certain level of wisdom that is very nice to have, right? It's I call it, from where I live, I call it south side wisdom, right? It's like, it's a south side, uh, south side advice. Um, we were talking, I don't know, the topic of girls was coming up. We were talking about, I, don't, I think we were talking about flirting. I don't know where it came up. Um, and he told me, he looked at me and he goes, have you ever gotten the stare before? And I could kind of guess what stare he was talking about. I was like, oh no, I know what we were talking about. So this family friend uh, has uh, a son, um, or Pablo is dating a family friend, so I call him a family friend. Uh, but the family friend he is dating uh, has known my mom since high school and has had a son that I consider like a cousin, basically. He's 18, but I grew up with him. Um, and like, he, he does a thing that, you know, we guys do where we act gay with each other, but I told him, I'm like, bro, you're like my cousin. I will act gay with literally anybody else but you. Please stop touching me. Um, but he'll try and risk me up and he'll just be like, hey girl. And he'll like put his arm around my shoulder. I'm like, oh my God. Cause it's like, I grew up, I'll act gay with the homies, right? I'm not gay, but I love men. My best friends are men, right? Like I'm, I'm extremely homosexual, but He's like my cousin, so I don't want. I don't want. <laughs> I'm good, um, but he's trying to riz me up, and uh, Pablo looks to me and is like, "Has he given you the stare before?" And I could kind of guess what stare he was talking about. It's the "I want you" stare. And I looked at him, and I was like, "Well, I've never been given that stare before, so if he does, it'll be the first time, and uh, I'll be very mad that that was my first time." And he looks at me. Pablo looks at me and is like, "See." you'll know when it's the stare. Because a girl will look at you when a girl wants you. She'll look at you the same way she looks at an ice cream she's craving. And I thought, well, damn. 
I must be Neapolitan then, because no one's craving that shit. Anyways, uh, this whole tangent started on me talking about the two girls that walked into Ross. Well, uh, this whole tangent started on that, because I was just mad uh, that I was leaving, as there were two girls around my age walking into Ross. Because I didn't have a chance to riz them up. Anyways, I have made my entry into Azuma's diary. I am still stuffy. I'm still figuring out the new stuff I got. Hopefully by next week, I will have that intro properly made and uh, correctly made for y'all. Now, does that mean it's going to sound any better than it does? Um, I don't know. It's probably subjective. Anyways, it is actually incorrect for me to, to say see y'all next week. Because I will actually be seeing you all next year. I hope you all have a wonderful New Year's, and, um, I'm thirsty. I am gonna go drink water. Okay. I need to go play the outro music. Give me a second. I'm rolling over here. Okay. Let me, hold on, hold on, wait, let me turn up, let me turn up the gain so you can hear it better. There we go. Okay. You can hear the background noise, but it's fine. Okay. Alright, here we go.